My name is Dr. Alan Lyka, L-Y-C-K-A. I'm self-employed speaker, motivational person, uh, you name it, jack of all trades, author, best-selling book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, Quilly Award winner for the bestseller, Pillars of Success. Uh, you name it, I'm on it, man. This, 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 is, this, this is, is Diversified, diversified game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, have your notepad, have your tablet, have your pens and paper. I am bringing you Dr. Alan Laika. And when I say doctor, you guys know how I get kind of perturbed because now everybody's a doctor, you know, whether they gave it to themselves or not. But he's actually a medical doctor. So I call that a real doctor who just happens to be a great speaker, has a podcast, has books. So Dr. Laika, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? You know, I'm just fantastic, and, and thank you for having me. It's always great to be in Southern California at any time. <laughs> yes, yes, and I, right now, you know, I live, I'm from California, but I live in Florida, South Florida, and, you know, the weather is, is great, but you, I, it looks like you live all around the world because you go on even like CBC and, you know, all these international networks. So where are you right now in the world? You know, I'm, I'm in a little place called Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Do you know where that is? I do. I do. How come? Yes. Most people don't. <laughs> because we used to live in New England and we would go to Vancouver. We, we used to live in Seattle. So my wife and I, we'd be in, uh, I mean, Vancouver to Montreal, excuse me, New England, wow. Montreal. And so we've tried to, you know, we're like, we could take and go to Canada all over. So it's on our, our map. So yeah, I know. Where Fantastic. Because most Americans, I say uh, Edmonton, they say, huh? Huh? <laughs> Most Americans can't even name the three branches of government, unfortunately. Well, that's right. That's right. Well, but that's okay. We'll forgive them. Yeah, we, we will. We will. So tell us, you know, you have a powerful, inspiring story. I want to know, you know, what separates you from all the other speakers well, besides you just having wisdom, you know? You know, let me tell you about my story, sir, because I think my story will invigorate a lot of people there. You know, I was walking in Disneyland with my dear wife and my youngest daughter in about 2003. I remember it was February 25th, and I was walking, and my wife turned to me, and she said, what's wrong with you, hun? You know, I was taken aback, you know. For once in my life, I hadn't said anything wrong. I hadn't even done anything wrong. I hadn't even thunk anything wrong. So I said, what? What do you mean? She turned to me again and said, what's wrong with you, hun? This, this was a story. I thought, well, what's going on? I said, dear, what do you mean? She said, your foot is flapping. Huh? My foot is flapping? Your foot is flapping. Suddenly and mysteriously, my right foot had developed a right foot drop. It was flapping on the pavement with every step I was taking. She said, did you have a stroke? I said, dear, 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 you're a doctor. I'm a doctor. If I had a stroke, I'd be lying on the pavement, muttering something unintelligible. This isn't how strokes present. She said, when you get back, 
you better check this out. So what do you do when your wife gives you that ultimatum, sir? You better do it. <laughs> you do, or you're, you're, you're going to get one on the left side of the head or something. So when I got back, I saw hundreds of doctors. I thought probably thousands. They did PET scans. They did CAT scans. They even did scan scans. And you know what they showed? Absolutely nothing. They were befuddled. They thought I had a brain tumor or maybe a slip disc or something, but they couldn't find anything. So, you know, they got together again and they did more tests and more tests and more. You know, when a doctor can't find anything wrong, he's got to have an answer. So he does tests and tests. And I think they even invented a couple of tests just to do another test for me. You know, and then they sent me to a world leading neurologist. You know, a neurologist, that's the brain guy. He's got all the answers to all the questions. So I walk in and I said, hi. He said, hi back. You better be sitting down when I tell you this. Really? What's wrong? I got a drop right foot. He said, no, you don't. You have ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Get your affairs in order. In six months, you're going to be dead. Well, you know, I was taken aback. I, I, I didn't know what to say. For once, I was speechless. I said, is there a way to prove this diagnosis? He said, of course, an autopsy. I said, I'm not going to die to prove you wrong. So, you know, when you go through this, you go through the phases of death and dying that Elizabeth Cooper Ross wrote in her book on death and dying. And, you know, you go through anger. You're angry. You're mad at the world. I could have bit the head off nails. You go through bargaining. Oh, God, please don't let this happen. I'll do anything if you don't let this happen. You go through denial. Denial's not the river in Egypt. You know, <laughs> denial. I got nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with me. I'll, I can do everything. But, you know, my right foot kept on climbing. And my right hand started to become involved. I couldn't open the fingers anymore. Now, that was a problem. I was a cosmetic surgeon. I couldn't do this stuff. But, you know, I was really smart. I learned how to do everything with my left hand. I could do anything with my left hand even better than I could with my right hand. I could do fine, intricate circuits. I could tie knots. I could do everything. So nothing bothered me. But then, you know, when things aren't going right, you go through depression. You know, the big, black, dark days when you can't sleep at night, you can't eat, everything's so dark. You think of suicide, suicide. You think of ending it all. Why? Because nothing matters. You're going to die anyhow. You might as well end it now and end the pain. Have you ever been depressed, sir? I have gone through my battles like every normal, you know, uh, person, I think. Yeah. It's terrible, isn't it? It's terrible. Depression is one of the worst things you can go through, you know? And I, and I think a lot of our listeners are depressed in this day and age. So I want them to heal my pain and hear your pain. But, you know, I, go ahead, sir. I, you know, for you to be able with just your, you say your left hand, I want people to really think about, my wife is a radiologist, the audience knows that. And I've, you know, when she was in medical school, I was like, hold on. How do you do that suture thing? And, you know, trying to just to do it with two hands is hard enough. So the fact that you could do it with one is amazing. What did you have to say to yourself 
when all this is going on? Like, what were the steps? Because people say, okay, I heard you got through the battle, but well, was let, it let me go. Let me, let me go on through with my story, you know? So okay. before I commit suicide, I went to my wife and I said, wife, what do I have? She said, I ain't got the faintest idea, but you're smart. You can figure it out. God, I said, I'm smart. I can figure it out. You know, but, but here I am. I've been to hundreds of doctors. They couldn't figure it out. With it. But you know, in 2003, something new was invented. You might've heard of it. It's called the internet. You ever heard of that beast? <laughs> yeah. Well, in 2003, it was very primitive. You had to use dial-on connections. You had to take your phone and put it in a cradle and that, and that cradle, it would dial another number. Your phone would go ria, 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 ria for about 15 minutes. And then you finally got in touch with somebody on the other end. Well, I had nerds. They helped me go through it. And they found a doctor in Colorado Springs, Colorado, that had something similar to what I had. And he was on his deathbed. And you could barely raise his head. Doctors from around the world were coming to say goodbye to him because he was so well known. Well, David saw a doctor from Texas. The doctor from Texas said, there's something wrong with your picture. Something drastically wrong. He said, you don't have ALS. You don't have Lou Gehrig's disease. I think you have chronic Lyme's disease. David Martin said, what's that? He said, the doctor from Texas says, never mind. I'll start you on treatment. If I'm right, you'll get miraculously better. He started on treatment. And like Lazarus, he arose from the dead. He literally was able to do everything he could ever do. So I knew I had to get in touch with David. So I phoned every hospital in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Is Dr. Martz there? Is Dr. Martz there? You see, any doctor can get in touch with any other doctor. He's a doctor. I'm a doctor. I can get in touch. So I meet up with him at the Methodist Hospital, and we talk for hours. And he said, can you come down to see me? I said, when? He said, right now. I said, really, right now? He said, yes. I said, I can't. It's Thanksgiving in Canada. My wife's invited 50 people over. She's going to kill me. He said, aren't there any planes in Canada? <laughs> David wasn't going to let me off that evening. So I go to my wife. I apologize. I said, dear, I'm not going to be here for Thanksgiving. She said, where are you going this time? You're always away. You're always at meetings. You're always at this. Why are you going? Dear, a doctor in Colorado Springs says he might be able to help me. My wife then said, what are you waiting for? I'm going to pack your bags for you. I'll get, drive you to the airport. What are you waiting for? Stop standing there looking goofy. Whippet, can you ever understand? So I fly from Edmonton to Denver. It's a great flight, two and a half hours. Then I get on a little plane from Denver to Colorado Springs. Have you ever been on that flight? Not that flight, no. Well, let me explain it. It's a little rinky-dink puddle jumper, and mm. it's the end of the day, so the air is coming off the desert. It's causing eddies. So the plane climbs 100 feet, it drops 100 feet, climbs 100 feet, drops 200. It's like the drop of doom at Disneyland over and over. It's like a roller coaster. It's like a wild mouse. I got off that plane green. I think everybody up chucked on that old plane, you know. Wow. So I walk off, and there was David on the tarmac to meet me. You know, 9-11 had occurred, but they hadn't imposed standards on little airports. You know, he drove his truck right up to the plane. He was meeting a VIP, you know. Wow. There was David. I said, David, he said, you don't look so good. 
I said, I don't feel so good. He said, it's probably a metaphor for what you've gone through. And we drove away and we talked for hours. And he said these magic words. I think history is repeating itself. I think I can start you on treatment and you'll get miraculously better. And that's why to this day, I've done all that I'm where I am. But here's even more. You know, when you go through this, you start to reevaluate your life. You wonder why life has given you a golden ticket, why God has given you a second chance. You know, all of a sudden I knew God's plan for me. And I started giving back to society. And one of the things I sponsored was an event called Women of Distinction. Because that was sponsored by the YWCA. We'd have a gala party and we'd have hundreds of women there. And, you know, women are still not respected and still not given the kudos they need in our society. So I sponsored this gala event. And lo and behold, a little lady uh, applied for one of the, the awards there the Turning Points Award. And, and she, her name was Harriet Tinka. And she, she basically won the award. And she came to me and she said, can I buy you lunch, Dr. Like? Well, and a pretty lady offers to buy me lunch. I said, of course. Now, at the lunch, she told me her story. It was very similar to mine, but very different. She was a world-class model in New York, walking the runways. She got tired of modeling. So she's going to take up her second love, which was accounting. But when she was taking her degree at the University of Calgary, she met a very evil person, a very evil psychopath that kidnapped her, stabbed her, and left her for dead. She ended up at the hospital. She doesn't know how she got there. But a little girl by the name of Amber, by the name of Tan, was there wheeling down the, the in a wheelchair. She was in a car accident where she lost both of her parents and was paralyzed from the waist down. She went to, she met Harriet and said, Harriet, what are you moping for? You got to tell your story and get it out there. So Harriet wanted to meet me so that she could say, Dr. Laika, we need to write a book together. So we spent the next six years writing the book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. And it's about the golden pearls we found deep down in every one of us. Do you know what forms a pearl, sir? No, tell us. You know, a pearl is formed because a little grain of sand gets inside of an oyster. It traumatizes that oyster. Now, that oyster does not just die or anything. What it does is wall it off with this beautiful material called luster. And that luster is golden. In, South, in the South Pacific, there actually are golden pearls. Each solitary pearl is so wonderful and so valuable that each solitary pearl costs upwards of $10,000. Now, the golden pearls we found inside of people are even more beautiful and more valuable. They're deep down inside of every one of us. And that's what everybody has to concentrate in these times so that they know the story. I love it. The inspiration. And I know that, you know, giving so many talks and you've written over 17, you know, books, easy. And I wrote three bestsellers during the pandemic of 2020. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Well, you, you talk about, even on your website, 
on how you've made, you know, over $70 million a year. And I really want people to hear what you say, because many people think, and my wife gets frustrated because she's from Cameroon, West Africa, and says, I, I always knew I wanted to be a doctor. But when people say doctors do it for the money, she's like, there's easier ways to make money. And we have business and whatnot. I want to know with you, how do you show other people how they can make even close to that? Because let's just say your doctor's salary, it's awesome, right? It's an awesome salary, but it's not $7 million. You had to go out and hustle that and go make and create things. You know, when I was a cosmetic surgeon, I hustled, I worked, I did things. You know, I used to do liposuction, and, and I used to charge $20,000 for doing liposuction for people. Now, you know, I can show people how to do that. What, but what's more important for our listeners, I think, is they have to realize it's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. It's the baby steps you take to make prosperity love, happiness, all the things in your life. You know, money is only one of the things that you use to keep count. You know, you only you don't live to work. You work to live. You know, that's the important thing people have to. And you have to have a life that's fantastic. You have to have a life that really people can really be proud of. So if you're making a gazillion dollars and are hating every day you go to work. If you're really doing, you know, you're doing the wrong things. You're doing all the wrong things in your life. You got to get back. You got to think. You got to think what you're doing. You know, before COVID, my wife drove a BMW. I drove a Lexus. We're down to one Ford Escort car between the two of us. Why? We reevaluated things and really decided. That what do we need in life? We've got everything. We've got four wonderful daughters. We've got seven wonderful grandchildren. We've got a property at the lake. You know, how much more do we need? How much more do we want? You know, I, I could have as much money as Trump, but would I be happy? I, you know, really, I think everybody has to understand. It, it, you've got to realize that what goes on in your life day to day is so important, so important. And you got to live. You got to live big. Yes, yes. I, I, in coming from you, when once you've had it and you've lived enough life where you can, you know, you can see things. Um, I want to know right now what is your community give back that you're doing, or that you like to do in the future. You know, I think right now the most important thing I, I'm doing on a daily basis is trying to help people. You know, the number of suicides right now is greater than the number of deaths from COVID. I want to repeat that because people won't realize that. The number of suicides that are going on daily right now are greater than the deaths from COVID. So how, how can you help people with that? You know, every time you go to the grocery store, you can say hi to somebody. You can give them a smile. You can give them a little joke. You can give them a little laughter. You can say to them, how's your day going? You know, really, we, got, we are really responsible for helping our brothers and our sisters on a daily basis. We really have to do that on a minute-by-minute minute day because, really, the dark side is there for everybody. Everybody's head got messed up during COVID. Everybody's head got messed up. And it's messed up now. 
and we got to really take our time to get it straight again. We really have to spend our time on a day-to-day -day basis to really make that day wonderful for people. And if we don't, it's going to be a dark, dark day for mankind. It's going to be a dark, dark day for society. It's going to be a dark, dark thing. So I'm going to challenge your listeners to do the following. I'm going to ask them to do something for their neighbor that they don't regularly do. Make a dozen cookies. Give them a dozen. Go to Starbucks and give them, get them a coffee and give it to them. Do something. Just say smile and say hi. Everybody you meet today, say hi to them. Do something to them. Just something small. It doesn't take big. Volunteer. Give a gift of your time. Do something. Make the world a better place. And after they go do that gift, is there any other tips? Um, I, I promote therapy and tell people get a therapist, get a good therapist. Um, do you think since our heads have been impacted by this, that, you know, the majority of people, you know, need a, a therapist? You know, I think a lot of people do, but you know, therapists are getting burnt out. They're taking care of so many people that way. But I think, you know, you got to think about love. And, and you know, Mother Teresa said, if you love in there until it hurts, there will be no hurt, but only love. Think about that. If you love until it hurts, there will be no hurt, only love. Wouldn't that be a beautiful thing to do for everybody today? Just show some love, my friend. It, it definitely would. It would. Could, could you tell also the young entrepreneurs out there, are there any common mistakes that when you're traveling, you're speaking, you're talking to people that you're saying, I just wish you guys would stop doing this one thing? You know, we're dealing with a lot of people that's a Mimi generation. And I think they got to do the following. They need to stop and smell the roses. They got to stop and to stop getting more and more stuff. They got to stop and, and getting three BMWs or four Mercedes Benzes or whatever. You know, stop. Stop it already. Stop. Think. You live to, you don't work to live. You don't live to work you work to live stop it already if you're a workaholic fine but spend some of that energy and work giving back to society stop stop just working for money stop just working for for gold it's not going to make you happy the things that make you happy are the things you do outside of work not during work Mm, that's no, that's, that's awesome. And and when you and your wife said, you know, we're going to stop ourselves and we can, you know, take our two cars and make one, one nice uh, fancy Ford Escort, right? It's got a couple uh, of bells and whistles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> was there, was there any like sign? Cause sometimes people can't read the signs, even sometimes a heart, a heart attack or a stroke, they don't get it. Was there any signs to say we we too need to stop and you know hunker down? Well, you know, I think it was a lot of things. You know, my my da dance with death was a good warning. You know, my my wife was getting tired, burnt out as medical doctor as well. She was getting tired. You know, we looked around and we literally took off a year off and recalibrated and really decided. You know, this is what we want to do now in our golden years. You know, I'm 65, my wife's 65. 
Who knows how long we're going to live, whether it's 10 years, 50, who knows? But the important thing is I, whatever we live, we want to live. We don't want life. We want to live, my man. That's what's important. Everybody's got to live, not just have life. Wow, wow. You guys are getting real wisdom. And I want you guys to share this, but also want you to go check out the links in the description, whether you are listening or those of you who watch, most of you are listening, go tap in. And maybe you even want to request when things are safe and when you're traveling again, um, a you know, for you to come in, Dr. Like to come in as a speaker, because this type of wisdom you can't even buy. It's priceless. What last words would you like to give the people, Dr. Well, before I, I give the last words, I'd like to give a guest a gift to all your listeners. I'd like to give them a copy of my book, which they can get in digital format, a free copy. All they have to do is go to one three. 13gpnow.ca, 1313gp as golden pearls, now, right now, .ca, 13gpnow.ca. And I want my listeners to know this. It's not what happens to you, it's what you do with what happens. Remember that over and over and over again. Use that as a mantra. When trials and tribulations come your way, remember that. When hardship comes your way, remember that. Because that's the secret, how you survive it. Amen. Amen. And if those were, you know, not last words, you let us know if you have any more. We'll take all the pearls we can get. You know, there's 13 golden pearls in my book. You can get them today. Go to 13gpnow.ca. And they're truly golden. They're more valuable than those 10,000 golden pearls from the South Pacific. Please enjoy it and please share it with others. If you like it, give a copy to everyone that you know. You guys have been blessed by the game. If you do nothing else, share this. It will change somebody's life. Hi, everyone. Have you ever been curious about visiting Africa? Which African country were you interested in? Kenya, Nigeria, Uganda, South Africa, Ethiopia. Which country are you interested in? My good friend, Kellen Cash Coleman, came up with a course called My First Trip to Africa that'll guide you through this process. It's only $20, and in this course, you'll learn about passports, visas, vaccinations that you need before you go there, as well as a budget, uh, how much the trip is gonna cost. He also talks about what you should pack, uh, what you should take with you, how you should travel on a budget. Did you know that 100 US dollars is worth a 1,000 South African rand and over 10,000 Kenyan shillings? So imagine what you can do with $100 back home. I say back home because I'm from Sudan, I'm African. I already know how it's like. I know that you know when you convert Canadian and American money, it goes a long way when you're traveling across Africa. So if you're curious, um, if, if Africa is a place that you've always wanted to go, always want to move there, Kellen Cash is the person to ask. Check out the course, there's a little preview you can listen to um, before you actually purchase it. If you're interested in this course, visit www.diversifiedgame.com. Don't miss out.
Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content. 